are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Rich Laird and I'm with Barry Neal. Lorraine McKillop. Colin. Why are you going to say something different? You used to say Bill Kilpatrick. Say your fucking name. I've got a dead memory yesterday. I'm Kevin McKillop. The joke ran. Did you run Jason Bourne as well? Just say your name. I think you should next week. Do something cool. I'll bring it back. See you okay. later. Okay. Cool, Colin. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, everyone knew it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two on this. No. Once again, the Raven. In the Raven, in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, Fed and water. Across from Regent House, which is beside Cash Converters in the money shop. What is Regent House? It's beside Cash Converters. Are you getting sponsored by Cash Converters? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I think it's coming nineteenth of this month. He's always sponsored by Cash Converters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's got lawyers in it. Uh, do you play a keyboard? No, but he wants it. <laughs> He's gonna learn. I want to be the What does a Pac Man machine do? Um, yes, yeah, so we're in the Raven in Glasgow, and as Lorraine pointed out, it's got the biggest light shades and tiniest bulbs in the whole of Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Mexican man with a pinhead. Yeah. Stop talking about Mexico. You're obsessed by Mexico. Stop it, sir. Have you ever been to Mexico? <laughs> no. He's to been to Spain twice, so that's <laughs> almost the same. <laughs> same dialect, gringo. No. <laughs> Spanish beer taste, I don't know what Mexican beer taste really nice. Okay. What are you drinking tonight, Colin? Um, cold Town beer. And you like Cold Town beer? It's uh, Scottish or Mexican beer. It's an, as we've talked about before, it's an Edinburgh Tenants. Mm. Which tastes like Mexican. Is an Edinburgh Tenants not an innocent gun? No. Do you know a really good pint if you called it Tartan Mexican? Because innocent gun's actually pretty tasty. Mm, innocent gun pint. No, no, no. They've all got a place down on the arches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like the original one because I'm not even sure it's actually still brewed in Edinburgh. I'm sure sure if you get the car or the bottle, it doesn't say. The original one tastes like caramel. I've got a big barrel of it they have. I've got a big barrel of it they have. I've got a 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 barrel of it they have. Is utter garbage. Still utter. Yeah. Why did you buy Egyptian Stella? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. It's just the fellow I've been sitting next to. He went to Egypt and he said, "Do not buy the Stella because it's brewed over there." <laughs> is it not the, No, it's brewed over there. They do have like a couple of things over there, and they make just a meal of it. I don't like Stella no, anyway. Matter what you're drinking. Cold town beer, yes. Mexican, which is a big step up for me. Usually it's juice. It's normally lemonade or something. Yes. Yeah. I'm having a wee Pinot Grigio. I Ooh. could not even tell you who makes it or where it. Well, it's an Italian, obviously, but yeah. I don't maybe, know. It's made with grapes. It's made with grapes, uh, and it's going down pretty well. I am drinking. I was drinking A M P N from Thornbridge, which was nice, and I'm now on to Sid Mungo from West. Because West, because you sponsor West. I'm constantly obliged to yeah. only drink from West these days. Yeah. Pretty much, I'm taking really, all my fucking money. You really should start keeping a tally about how much you're giving. And have a knock off the wedding. Yeah. So we'll begin with some sad news. Some sad news. Some sad news. Um, if we get into the movie viewing, yeah. what are um, the last actors? A favourite of many people. Yeah. Not myself. What um, the last action heroes that had a moustache? Possibly could be. Yeah. There's not many going about anymore. No. Um, Mr. Burt Reynolds died um, on, I want to say, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. 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 Uh, a couple of days, a few days ago. Um, 82 years old, a good life. He's had a good life. 
He's a very good life. Are we all Burt Reynolds fans? I like Burt Reynolds, yeah. You seen I cannot tell a lie. I feel like I may have only seen him in Boogie Nights. I can't think That's what fine. else I would I have seen him Boogie in. Boogie Nights is probably his finest performance in terms of an acting. Mm. He didn't like it before, he didn't like it, but he um, got an Oscar nomination for it. Did he win? No, he didn't win. He lost to Ron Williams, so he could go hunting. Yeah, I can't argue with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, you seem like a man because you're a bit older than myself and Barry who would have been joined but and is quite prime almost. It's one of these. No, I'm not that fucking old. <laughs> I thought that's where Colin modelled his facial hair. Yeah. Colin was born in the 70s, but and that's Reynolds. when he was at his most handsome. Yeah. Not Colin, at his most handsome <laughs> peak, but like. <laughs> but Reynolds was at his most handsome <laughs> peak, was he not? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. Colin was most handsome when he was in like eight. <laughs> <laughs> fucking boy. Okay, Butler might be more relevant to yourself in the 80s. Also, how old is Colin? Eight in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't he in the fucking old? Were you in the 70s? Yeah, you were in the 70s. Yeah. Which favourite Butler film? Um, we, we spoke about this last week. Do you know what? Cannonballing. Cannonballing. Nice. Nice. Those two are my fuck-ups. I know everyone else would say, no. Is he smoking the fucking bandit? I like smoking the bandit, but Cannonball Run is mm. funny as fuck. I, I'm going to be cheesy. I'm going to say smoking, uh, smoking the bandit. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It just, it, to me, is a better film. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Try yourself. Our choice. One did make me laugh so much, but the other did define a career on the road. So, part way, it's your inspiration. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Do you know who originally wanted to play um, his role as Rodgers? John... Jonathan... Madigan? Oh, uh-huh. Brandon. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. That's why he's talking to Beard. So who's in Deliverance? Is John? Is it John Voight? John Voight. And Ned Beatty. Oh, Ned Beatty. Yeah. Is he the bad? Is he bad? Or is he? No, he's a good guy. He's school pick. Uh, he's he's, he's only yeah. yeah. Spoilers for anyone who's seen Deliverance. Yeah. Fuck you, John. Fifty-year-old film. Yeah. Oh, Ned Beatty does a voice. He's the bear in um, Toy Story three, isn't it? Yes. Or two or something. Yeah. He's in yeah. lots of other stuff, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, just the most recent thing I've seen him. I don't went for like network or something like that. You go for, you go for the bear. That is on my list on on Netflix. You don't watch Network yet? No. Network is one of the great films of all time. Anyway, back to fucking Burt Reynolds. Yes. We're all sad about Burt Reynolds going. We're kind of happier now that we had that wee bit of banter, but yeah, initially we were quite sad about it. I give some love to Burt Reynolds. No, I do. Yeah. He's iconic. Yeah, he's iconic, and he seems like he's. One of the last Hollywood players who was um, yeah. last week, he, he had like a Hollywood studio contract. Yeah, so he started out doing that world and he's like, so there's not that many of them still float around just now, is it? What? Guys who started off in the Hollywood studio system. Okay. Like doing like, a, like contract players and shit. Oh Hollywood. fuck no, 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 no. Because no. that, well, that, did that not end in like the kind of 60s? Uh-huh. So as I'm saying, Ren was one of the last kind of ones who float around from that era. I think yeah. anybody else who might, maybe, maybe Peter O'Toole would even. But was that was um, that a British thing though? Did they have this, the the studio system in the UK? I don't think so. But I think a lot of men like, went to America to do movies like that. Mm. Um, even McKellen, he was like Peter Till's dead, is he not? Peter Till's dead. Mm. I can't think of someone who's still alive. Who is like, dead? Over uh, a certain age, was Charlie Chaplin. I'm making Cut Douglas. Yes, yes, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a hundred he's, there, uh, isn't he? Dead, no? no, he's still good, he's, he's like a hundred or hundred yeah, yeah, and hundred and one or something. Who's the like, like, female, like, the, the lady? Who's Betty like, White? No, not Betty White, there's another one, actress is like hundred and one. Oh, Olivia de Havilland yeah. and her sister Joan Fontaine. Yeah, well, they were in the studio system as well. Yeah. Um, but it's quite weird to see that connection to old Hollywood, how things got different and how mm. it kind of came through that. Well, we're both fans of that other well-known podcast. Yes. You must remember this. Was Buck Reynolds ever black and white? 
Some films were made in black and white just to save yeah, costs. Yeah. Like, like I think the Munsters. Like I know it's not a film, but the Munsters. I think it was made in black and white to yeah. It wasn't until maybe the late sixties everything became sort of. I don't think Burt Reynolds has ever. I think he's always been. I'm not the best one. He done technical. No, he done TV stuff. No, I think he's always been tall. Oh, he can't be. What was the one he was in with Clint Eastwood that he sacked off? It was the cowboy show that ran for years. Oh, Rawhide. Rawhide. Bonanza. No, Rawhide. Yeah, he was on that and he kicked off that. That was in black and white. No, it was in color. It was in black and white. Some of it was in color. I, I don't know, we've never, we never saw it, did we? Barry's furiously... You the Googling um, Buck Reynolds in black and white? No, watching no. YouTube to zone us out. Did you know who the, um, the football player as well? I knew that, yeah. Yeah, that's why he didn't want to shove. No. Yeah. And yeah. then Adam Sandler's fucking ruined that as well. And also so did... Um, Benny Jones. Jones as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch, don't watch Long Shard or Mean Machine, watch the original. No, watch Mean Machine's original. I was talking really Watch the original Mean Machine. Don't watch the remix. Yeah, because yeah. 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 the original Mean Machine. Watch the original Mean Machine. Yeah, because it's a good one. What is Buck Shot from Albert? Albert, maybe? Gilbert. 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 So I have actually been watching things off my Netflix list that have been there for ages. So I watched uh, some old ones. I watched China Moon, which I think is from about 92, 93. So that's Ed Harris, Madeline Stowe, Benicio Del Toro, Charles Dance. Um, don't bother. Charles Dance gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been around a long he's, he's time. He's everything as well. He's a cheap guy. He does seem to be a cheap guy, yeah. What's that about? I don't know what it's, it's about. It's like a noir. It's supposed to be like a noir, but it's actually just not very, very good. Like a murder or like a... Yeah, uh-huh. And it's like... It's basically Madeline Stowe is married to Charles Dance. She's shagging Ed Harris. Benicio Del Toro. But Ed Harris is a cop. And Benicio Del Toro is his partner. And there's like some double crossing and some murder and stuff that goes on. But honestly, it's just not. How young is um, Del Toro in this? Must be really young. So young that he looks almost froggy. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, okay. Well, Whereas now he looks like his his face has been battered oh, okay. by like time and. Yeah. He does look life. better, doesn't he? he does. But he, he looks kind of froggy. But not worth it. Nah, not at all. I also watched Hedini, which a film from the fifties with Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. Um, it's not a bad to watch, do you know what I mean? It's alright, as 50s films go. Does it feel dated? Like, does it feel really dated? Because some 50s films, I think, stuff does still hold up to a certain degree. But you watch some 50s movies and it feels really No, you dated. can tell you're watching a film from the 50s. It feels like a film from the 50s. 50s right, okay. um, it's also factually incorrect. So, as a, no shocker to anybody, and I'm sorry if you didn't know this, but Harry Houdini actually died. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he died uh, after someone punched him in, in the stomach yeah. and he got peritonitis. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it was a tragic death, but it wasn't. It, the way that they play it out at the end of the film, and I'm not, I don't care if I'm spoiling it, is that he died during a trick, like a, on stage, in a water tank, and he had to smash the tank open, and he dies in his wife's arms on stage. Didn't happen, yeah. that did not happen. Did he not die on stage, though, with a punch? No, no I think he's actually, he had some, I think what happened was he might have been suffering from appendicitis because right, he was okay. already ill and he did do a show right, okay. even though he was ill and then he was lying on a couch in his dressing room and somebody punched him. Oh, so the punch wasn't part of the show? Aye, he was lying on a, he's, yeah. I can't remember exactly then how, the circumstances of his death but I know that it wasn't fucking hanging upside down in a tank <laughs> full of water and then dying in his wife's. It wasn't prestige style? No. 
his partner piece times. was that he could take a punch in the stomach from anyone because he had uh, need to be prepared for it. He people to punch him in the stomach. Okay, over okay. the cannonball. Yeah. Okay, now yeah, it just makes yeah. completely more sense <laughs> rather than just some random person busting no, in. No, and this, <laughs> this person obviously gave him a bit of a dunt and uh, caused... What, what did you say it was? Appendicitis. He died of, I think, peritonitis. Which is, yeah. Which is like... Peritonitis, I think, is like inflammation of all your like mem- like your mucous membranes, all your soft tissue and everything. Sounds old timey. Sounds painful. You don't seem to die of that now, do you? That's no, well, <laughs> yeah. Somebody else died of that quite famous. Well, a few people. I think it's definitely a problem that used to happen more in the past before we had like treatments and things like that. But um, yeah. So then I also watched. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a longer series, and it definitely would have benefited from being a longer series. But I watched Ghoul, which Ghoul? was an Indian production. It was like three parts. Spelled G H O U L, but Ghoul. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually, it, it was actually pretty good. Um, it was actually quite surprising as well because I just always thought of like Indian. I was obviously quite dismissive of like Indian. I think it'd be Bollywood. Yeah, yeah I thought, yeah, thought yeah. it was just First Bollywood. But obviously, the way Netflix works, you watch one thing, it starts suggesting oh. things, you get into this wormhole, and there's tons of films on there that actually look really interesting. Oh. But that's the problem with Netflix. It proper hones in on one thing. It almost hones in too well on something that you've watched. It recommends this stuff. But you don't get to see anything that's out well, here. What I've, no, but do you know, it wasn't just the Netflix thing that made me think of Bollywood. I think it's just that's what the, you, you always see in the media. You, just the idea that you have. You don't. If, when was the last time you ever heard anyone talk about Indian cinema? No, if you were to. You don't. If, if you were not familiar with, like, say, American cinema, if you were to see every American film, which is a big, massive blockbuster. Or, or a comedy or a yeah, yeah, action you film. You realise there's a whole indie scene, so there, is, there must be like an indie sort of under radar scene that's in. India. Or then it goes the other way is where you hear about Bollywood, right? And you just think, oh, Bollywood, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or what I sometimes find as well is you go the other way and it's maybe a film that's caused controversy. Yes. And there's a big uproar about that. It, basically, the story of it is, is it's kind of set in the, the near future and it's become like a totalitarian state. Um, there is a kind of a religious aspect to it. Um, but this. It's all kind of taking place in um, like a secret prison where they go and interrogate people. But it's also quite interesting because the main protagonist is a woman. Yeah, they're kind of soldiers and stuff like that. So you've got a couple of women in it. Um, there's lots of swearing. Yeah, which I was surprised at as well. For India, you think it'd be very much. Although I do think it was. I think it might have been produced by uh, the producers of like Get Out, and I think they've had some. Kind of other studios attached right, to it, okay, so okay. I don't know how Indian the actual writing in the background, right. the direction, and everything is. Sorry, uh, I can't say that I paid too much attention to that, but um, it's all right, it's, it's three parts. I think it would have benefited from a wee longer series, a bit more in depth. So there's, it's, there's the religious aspect to it, there's a political aspect, there's a supernatural aspect to it. Is it how long each episode? About 40 minutes. That's just an afternoon watch, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a movie, then, if you put it all together. It's like a fair minute. Yeah. Interesting choices. Barry, have you been thinking about the whole? It will not be as long as Lorenz. Totally short and sweet. I've watched five seasons of uh, the US office. <laughs> so just over a week's worth of tanking it and still don't even get to finish it yet. I might end up having to purchase it just to I finish it. I think you can buy one DVD yeah, for yeah. off like 30 quid or something. You can, I just yeah. 
so I don't really need to talk about that. We all know what it is. Enjoyed that though. Yeah, so far, yes. Will I ever get to see Pam and Jim get together? I don't know. Hey, look, at, look at Jim now. Jim's now a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, Colin, anything of interest? Uh, just Braven, starring Jason Momoa. The ship. What's it about? Yeah, it's called what? Braven. 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 Are you saying like too. Raven with a B or yeah. Braving? Bra- Raven with a B. Braven. What was it? We're in the Raven. It's not yeah, a fucking one. So what's it about? Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, it really didn't. It's shit. Hey, well, tell us what it's about though. Please, please tell us what it's about. Guy's a logger up in Alaska. Um, one mm. of his friends, drugs, and his drugs in his cabin. Bad guys come to get it. He's dad and his daughter's there and he fights his way out. Right, okay. And it's got Jason Momoa on it, and he's terrible. Let's put it out there. Momoa's not a good actor. Momoa's not. No, he's not. Does he have, does he, doesn't really have the charm to say the rock has. No, no. no. We think the one of the things like Adam and I get a bit of trouble for him. Because he's, he's really popular with a female audience. Yes. Yeah. 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 I like how you looked at me. I represent all women, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just um, in case you've ever done all of I don't, I can't ever think of anything that I've, I can't see to think of anything I've seen him in, so I don't, I don't know. But it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I think it's because nice he just he looks like he could easily pick you up and throw you, and I think I'd oh, quite yeah. enjoy that. Thanks. You're also a hockey player as well. Um, I watch some interesting stuff. I watch something um, from called Killing Gunther. He's on Netflix. Nice. It's like a mockumentary. It's not similar to Hot Doing Shadows or even a. This one be like Never Stop. 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 It's about basically these a, a group of uh, um, assassins out to kill the best assassin in the world, but they keep taking all the work. And you put in. So every time they try and kill him, it gets even more elaborate ways that the guy keeps escaping. And you fall in the of constant failures as they try and kill this guy. Um, annoyingly, who the assassin is is given away in the poster. And also like the main like sort of title card on Netflix, which have they not told you who the who the um made it really funny. It made a, it made a, a lot more it would have been a nice reveal, mm-hmm. like sort of in the last half hour, but instead you can wait for like I know who it is, or you can watch see him. Yeah, that was better to take. So I'm not going to tell you who it is because you might want to watch it. You might know who it is. You know who it is. Um, but it's, yeah, it has a relatively decent film. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I wish I didn't know who it was before. So the big names in it, apart from the assistant. The only one I know is CC from the new girl. I like the new girl. Simone Simone. something. Yes, yeah, she's in it. Um, something Simone. Simone's in there anyway. Yeah. I can't remember if it's her first or her last name. She's in it, but I don't know why anybody else is in it. But it's, it's, it's a absolutely fine, fun film, it has some really good lines in it, maybe almost say it's going a little bit, but definitely you get to the bit when they reveal who the assassin is, it goes, it, it gets very sort of, um, what's the word, um, like, it's very even sillier, um, and it gets quite most more with, with who it is, so it's quite impressive. I'd quite fancy it. Watch it, it's good. Yeah. Um, How long time is it just your standard 90 minute? Hour 40, it's good. Yeah. 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 Um, on top of that, I watched one called I Kill Giants. Which is kind of like um, a monster called Cross the Bridge of Terabithia. So this girl who's. And you've got really lukewarm reviews on its release. She's in a little wilderness, sort of like edge, edge of the forest, living in a rural town. But she keeps getting bullied by these kids. Um, but in her spare time, what she's always doing is basically keeping giants away from the town. Yeah. Oh, nice. But no one believes it, so I think she's doing anything crazy. 
Yeah. I remember the, the, the trailer really sells it, yeah. but the reviews were really, really scathing yeah, for it, a, and it got a lukewarm reception as well. And, and I can understand why. I actually quite enjoyed it, and there's a lot of heart to it when you get when yeah, you get it. It's one of those things where like, critics hate it, but fans pure love it. I don't think people love it, but there is a lot more heart to do when we give the credit for it. I think it does fail when you compare it to something like Christian Nebethea, or indeed the Monster Calls, or the Deep Dragon. Um, it, it doesn't quite match up to those films, but as a film itself, it's actually really, I actually really quite enjoyed it. Young Who's girl. the adult star in it? The big name? It is, it's a girl who was in uh, Rogue One. Daisy Ridley? No. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots? Imogen Poots. She's not in Rogue One, but Imogen Poots. She's not in Rogue One at all. No, she's in, um, <laughs> she's in a few things. She's in Lost in Space. No, she's not. She's in the TV she's a main kind of lady in it, and also uh, Gamora. Uh, Joyce Sardana. Joyce Sardana, she's in it too. But no, it's, it's, it's a nice film, it's a nice sort of evening viewing, if you watch it on Sunday night, something like that. How is it being good on it? Is she good actually? Girl, that's like, Miguel is really good in it. She, she has that line of not being annoying and everything. She's actually quite embracing, you don't actually get annoyed with it on screen. Where's this one? Netflix. Sorry, what would you do? Uh, sorry, what would you do? Both killing Gundam okay. and Kaiko Giant 7 out of 10. Nice. Both were killing the, the, the title. Okay, I was going to kill the bastards, yeah. Sorry, just before we jump on to cinema releases, have you seen Amazon has now made or showing uh, The Purge as a TV show now? No, I haven't. Showing what? The Purge. The Purge. They've made it into like a TV show. First yeah. episode is up, but they're doing that weekly thing. Uh. I don't know how good it'll be. I think I've watched many Amazon shows, I've only watched I'm the man the high castle oh, so far. Has anybody been watching Bodyguard on BBC? No. Well, you should fucking we? should. Yeah, should yes. Yeah, I was actually watch. I got really. I get sometimes when I watch things. First time I ever watched Alien, it was on DVD in my flat in my bed. And I wondered why I was in so much pain. Is it's because I'd sat up on my hands and was like rigid with like tension. I was watching the other night and actually, the other day and I started sweating because I got so tense watching it. It's definitely worth a watch. Most Bodyguard. BBC program the last ten years. I've seen I also watched well. another one called Wanderlust, which has got Tony Collette in it and Stevie McDonald. Therapist. He's a therapist, okay. but um, it's a bit middle class. But it's quite. I quite enjoyed the first episode. So yeah, carry on. BBC still kicking ass. Um, so it's good to see all our tax monies doing well. Anyway, um, so cinema releases. Um, first one up is a film called American Animals, directed by a guy called Bart Layton, who directed a film a few years ago called The Imposter, which is a great documentary. Um, the plot of this film is it's about four college students who decide they want to rob uh, uh, like a, a college, yeah. the library, the college, college library, that's got a load of rare books in it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's such a travesty. Uh-huh. Um, you can't steal books. They want to steal books, they want to sell them on, they want to make money. Um, so there's like a Darwin book in there, isn't there? Yep. There's also a book called American. You see that in an easy target that's not a bank, so no one's really watching the library. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, so you've got, so you've got um, Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the X-Men films. You've got Blake Jenner from Glee. He was... Don't look at me, I never watched Glee. Um, he was married to Supergirl at one point. Ellen um, Slayer? Who? Ellen Slayer? No, the new Supergirl. Oh, right. Mercer Benoist, I'm going uh, You've got Barry Kuhn, who's in it as well, who is from Dunkirk, and also Killing a Sacred Deer. Or oh, the B-Boy with a good face? Yes, the yeah. B-Boy with a good face. Uh, Jared Abramson as well, and also <laughs> Anne Dowd from The Leftovers, and I believe she's also in The Handmaid's Tale. I love Anne Dowd, he thinks she's really creepy. She's, yeah, in, um, she's in Hereditary. Yes, she's in Hereditary. The woman you don't like in oh, Hereditary. No, she was, no she's a she's creepy, yeah. I like a bit Anne Dowd. Um, no. So, Colin, well, I've not seen this film. Barry, you've seen this film? I have. What do you think of it? I enjoyed it. It's a cracking movie, isn't I it? I enjoyed the mix between reenactments, stroke, 
uh, documentary style when they're actually talking to the people. Real people. So they phase in out there, they show the, the show, and then they sort of ever sudden will like you see the real people talking about yeah, it, yeah. and you'll get their perception of the same event. So it's like, it plays an idea of memory. Yes. Like, we can all see one thing, but we all remember it in different ways. Especially yeah. ten years later, all like so. Yeah. It's even, it's so different. One of them is like we met a guy in New York, and he was like a ponytail, baggy clothes, with an umbrella. And the other guy said, no, he was, he was well dressed, with yeah. no umbrella, and he had like a briefcase. It's like, how can two people remember something so completely differently? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it a comedy? No. The but first half of it has got comedic elements. Yes. They're basically totally inept what they're doing. Yes. Um, but then it takes a really, it takes a very dark turn in the final, maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's really well done though, but it makes total sense. But up to that point, they've kind of whiffed them for most of them. Well, like, he's getting a bunch of idiots. I hope whatever you're doing, in a way I want Love to come off. Almost. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, fuck, you know, it's went, it's went dark, it's went horrible. And yeah. that's when you start to look up, fight against a little bit, and you see all the sort of, they're all their characterizations coming out and they sort of get when, when did that happen? Yeah. The actual. I would say early 2000s. Because yeah. 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 the boys still young. The guys are still young. Yeah. Yeah. And they're early 20s. Yeah. 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 And, and most of them done a jail time as well for that. Uh, right. Or at least the two main guys. Well, they've all done jail time. Did they? They've all done jail time, yeah. Um, but no, it's really well done. And just tell just like silly things when it, becomes, when it comes to the big day to like rob the live when the live me for these boots that are on display. Because it's in a special room within the library, all these rare books, and one woman sits in it all day, you need to put yourself in. So they turn up, and then they're ready, all dressed up, and then there's three or four librarians all within this room having like a team meeting, and then they all panic, and then it's just silly little things like that when you clearly see these guys have not put any sort of light on it. Like they plan it out, the plan of the entire thing by watching Heist movies. Yeah, they're watching like Reservoir Dogs, Taking Pills from 1, 2, 3, yeah. The Sting. They're all watching all those films. They're going, there has to be more to than that, you know, but that's it's like they did. A drunk conversation you have with your pals, and then someone's went too far and remembered this. So, so they've not planned for every eventuality? No, 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 and it just totally throws everything into yeah. chaos. I've just had a, an image of um, Place Beyond the Pines. Yes. When he's trying and he has to do the robbery by himself oh, and yeah. it just does not, it gets, it's almost funny you know, if it wasn't know, so fucking serious. It, it, you know, it's not a million miles away from oh. that. Yeah. It's very much that same milk. So if you like that, you're going to love this. Because it was up at the start when this, um, this film is based on a true story and it was like, no, 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 this film is a true story. Yeah. So they, they're part of very active of what happened, like when things do happen. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. All the cast are excellent. It's decent. This is a really well done heist movie, I yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen that often that style of talking to the real people and then doing reenactments. So oh. that can really grab me as well. Yeah. I was like, that's really. Has it got a quasi documentary feel to it? Yes. Not so much oh. the actual, not so much the actual um, dramatic part because yeah. it's a film in it. Uh-huh. But when you, they always make it very clear when they come back to the things that are real that it is that they're real. You don't really need to be reminded of all the fact that this is the documentary part of it. Mm. And they do separate it really well. Yeah. Um, and the guy that said, "What have seen the imposter? Same idea." Kind of dramatic moments. Oh, Colin was saying to me that you recommended. Yes. I've seen it. Yeah, I thought you were seeing it. I love a good documentary. Um, if, that's, if that film is like, say, 10% drama and 90% documentary, this is the flip. It's right. 90% drama, 10% documentary, but it, 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 the documentary part adds a lot to it by making it like that. Yeah. Um, out of 10, Barry? It's 
said he's a seven and a half. I would give it eight. I thought it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Okay. One, of my, one of my films of the year so far. Yeah. I really dug it in a big way. Oh? Yeah, really well done. Yeah, it's a shame it's not really awesome. Yeah. I think Lenny would really enjoy it. It's, um, it's, it's really tight as well. It doesn't I never get intellectual prowess that we give you. I'm always like, yeah, we're even like it. You can tag along and watch it as well. Huddle in 16 minutes. Aye, 16 minutes. Yeah, but it moved, it moved the first yeah. hour at least moves rapidly. Yeah, really rapidly. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, second film is The Seagull, which I'm, I'm going to guess no one has saw. Is it about a seagull? No, it's not. Disappointed. Um, kind of, but even not really. Honestly, Pixar's massive attraction. Great big guy called Michael Mayer, um, who wrote the film called Home at the End of, Home at the, end of the World, and also a lot of TV British stuff. Um, it's based on an Anton Chekhov play. You've lost your ball. Yeah, your ball already. <laughs> well, I can see your eyes glazing over. <laughs> About, sort of... You cheat on Star Trek. No, it's not good. I knew you were going to say that. I actually would write down Conky and they can start for it, Joe. Um, <laughs> Poor Antonio. Yeah, but it's actually it's like setting this in one house over the course of a day, a summer, where all these sort of very intellectual people um, gather set in Russia during, I think, pre World War Two, I think roughly then. And yep. pre World War Two, is it? Yes, it's uh, early 20th century. Yes. Um, and it's sort of like you get a playwright there, you've got a guy who wants to be a playwright, and you fall in love with a girl. Everyone, everyone in the film is in love with someone else. And they're all with someone you don't want you with, but it's more comfortable being with that person. And it's a lot that's, that's, I'm pretty sure, how like, the 1800s and 1900s pretty much were. Where? So, um, it's like Matchbox 20, so I'm getting back to good. What we did, make Griff, bad Griff from Matchbox 20. Let's make the song, you'll be like, fuck you, uh, this is why I went to see it mainly because it's uh, Sasha Ronan, isn't it? Uh, I've never seen everything else. I've seen everything else. Other than Moss, there's 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 Moss, Last of all, get that they all get the opportunity now to do films stuff that they actually really want to yeah. do. Because of that, as much as it is wonderful to listen to the language and see them perform it, you can tell a lot of times they're having a lot more fun doing it than you are watching it. You know, you can kind of go like, I, I get there a great time, but I'm like, I'm just kind of dull. But you didn't really get it, you have to understand where it was going, or the resolution it brings you to, you just feel it's a bit of a letdown. There's no big moment in it, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all very soft and very blasé and sort of, it never really kicks off at any point. Wouldn't it be a better stage play than a movie? I think it would be a better stage play than a movie, than a movie and I think it would probably work better as a TV show, maybe like a, a BBC Bourgeois style or something like that. I'm thinking, you know, there's something you get on, you know, Fred and Fred or something like that, yeah. like something along those lines, rather than a movie. Because um, I was in it, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can always tell us a good, a bad, not a bad film, but a film that's suffering when you're shuffling. Cinema, you can tell a lot of people sort of move around a lot because maybe they're bored or other movies are bored and restless. And I tell, I heard a lot of that was in cinema. It wasn't a busy cinema by any stretch, but you feel a lot of these are not really. Just over an hour and five minutes. Did you feel it was long or was it dragging for that? It didn't drag so much because everyone, like the actors I mentioned, they're all brilliant. Like Sarah Ronan is amazing, Elizabeth Moss is amazing, Annette Benning loves. Yeah, like Annette Benning goes big, you can enjoy Annette Benning. Um, so you can enjoy all the performance, you can like, these people are really good at what they do, but I'm just not loving what they're doing as much as they're loving what they're doing, you know, and that's really the big holding of it. I was, was there a seagull in it though? There was, yes. Yeah, cool. Seagull has a purpose to it. Really. Is it symb- symbolic? Symbolic seagull, yes. <laughs> Like, the, like birds are symbolic, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? 
Well, the albatross is symbolic. Seagulls are symbolic. The raven yeah. is symbolic. Like, loads of... But, like, you, like the fucking film The Birds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so, birds are symbolic. Like, the, the, yeah, the same as we, like... like Back to Seagull, 6 out of 10. Solid enough stuff. But not, not, not phenomenal. <laughs> we mentioned a couple of things. I know we didn't see Barry last week and also Colin, other things. Uh, were you sort of searching last week? What did you think of it? Um, I quite liked it. I just, uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be... Okay, this isn't a fault of the thing. I didn't realise this. I didn't realise it was going to be completely told through um, webcams right. and uh, screenshots and things like that. I felt some of the acting was a little flat. Um, because if you and I think the main reason for that is I don't mean necessarily the performances. Okay, definitely things like the, at the beginning where he's first making phone calls is like I'm reading from a script. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because you're not seeing them interact with each other, you've got, they're not bouncing, uh-huh. they're not getting anything to work off of. You've got nobody to interact with. So the acting itself, the actors themselves were putting in their acting was fine, but it comes across as flat when you don't There's have. Nothing coming back. There's no two be on it. It's just yeah. The like acting, actors always say acting about energy, and you sometimes get it. You'll get a lot of it from the other actor you're working off of, and if you've not got anyone to work off of, and essentially you probably have in that situation when, yeah. when John Cho's doing the lines, you'd have to be like a DP, you'd be reading yeah. the other lines back to it, like the thing that yeah. he's like, I'm not getting it from that. John Cho, I have never seen or been familiar with. I've never. He said it was Harold and Kumar. I've never seen that, so um, I'm only familiar really with Deborah Messing, and I quite liked her in that that role because I think she's always getting the she's always doing the madcap because obviously she plays Grace and Will and Grace, so she's all you quite often get like a madcap kind of role. Almost crazy anti roles. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm trying to think what I've seen her in. I've seen her in that. I've seen her in um, the Mysteries of Laura, which only had I think a couple of series, and then it was it was cancelled. Was she not in Smash as well? Smash. The Broadway musical one. I think she's in all, she's not don't know. Don't know. No, I'm thinking a girl from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, she's probably been in a lot more things. Although she's in that one, and I can't remember the fuck it's called, but it's like a rom com. I think she did quite a few rom coms yeah. as well. Oh, and that other one, The Women. Yes. She's in the women where she's got the one like a million children. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like this kind of earth mother kind of hippy dippy type yeah. character. Um, yeah, it was all right. It, ten. Uh, probably about a six and a half. Seven of eight. Yeah. Same kind of place. Barry, I know you probably have a time murders you saw, didn't you? Yes. Oh, I wanted to see that. What did you think of it? Was it dreadful? No, it's actually really fun. I found it. It was good oh, at the start, good at the end. For some reason, a bit of it. Definitely, and you see it, uh-huh. it's horribly blatant. Yeah, but if you, I'm not going to spoil it. When it is on form, it's very funny. Yeah. I did enjoy the trailers yeah. for it. So like, it was, some yeah. of the dialogue between uh, the main uh, private detective guy uh-huh. and uh, that actress, Alice McGarvey. Just it's very, yeah. it is the dialogue between them two are just it's good because you can see that you can almost believe that they two were actually like top budgets oh, yeah, in yeah. their separate ways. The history there. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of ten, are you giving that one? Eight. See with that, I, I that's no, that's that, quite that's that, quite good because when I was watching the trailers, I was like, this could either be horrific well, or it could be really I fucking good. One, Critics yeah. have went bad. Yeah. Critics have went yeah. down on it. They've not liked it, but I actually quite enjoyed it as well. I think, 
the jokes are not intelligent. It's very, it's very slapsticky. It's oh. kind of South Parky. But then, but if that, that's if it's done, scene, you know, there are scenes that you either if you there's a specific scene if you like it, you'll laugh up. You'll laugh so much at it. But see if it's done well, see slapstick and like silly oh. jokes. If it's done well, well yeah. then it works. If it's yeah. done, you can just be like, this is actually painful to watch. I, I do think oh, the premise cool. of it is better than the actual result of it, but it's still better than we'll give it credit for. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it at the end as well. Um, if you if you sit and wait for the credits. Through the credits are rolling to show you how the film parts of it, and you can see the crew are just having such a fun yeah, time. Really enjoying it, yeah. Is it McCarthy that makes the movie? I've heard that it's her, like, like it's not Jim Carrey, but Carrie's Ventura. It's, it's but her husband, is her husband not like a. Um, I know he's, I've seen him act, but is he a director or yeah, producer as well? He's not directing this, but he is in it. Probably the best line in it, if you know who her husband is, is a line she gives. Um, you also have Black Bandsman? I did just. Don't know spoilers. Don't spoil it. Yeah, I'm looking spoiled. Yeah, once again, I had just started to get the last remnants of a Detroit off me, and then it <laughs> comes along Black Clansman, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. That's, I, I loved it. Absolutely. All the way right. I don't know, about the last five, ten minutes or something. Yeah. The film is brilliant. You cannot fault it enough. It's funny, it's sharp, it's on point. Topher Grace gives him a phone for a lifetime. Yeah. I'm quite looking forward to seeing Topher Grace. He is fantastic. He, keep, he keeps popping up in things yeah. where I never think of and they're like, oh, it's Topher Grace. I'm quite yeah, like, brilliant in this. this, really well done in this. This is one of the first times that I've witnessed this in a cinema where, as no spoils, but in the last 10 minutes, it shifts gear. This is the first time that I've ever witnessed it where the cinema is awkwardly wing quiet. Like that awkward way at the start of a movie, see where it pops up the black screen that tells you the name? That's how quiet the screen yeah. was and we were sitting there just like... Not the similar, oh, I would say the similar to the Detroit ending and also the end of um, the film you saw, the one about the PFL priests. Spotlight. Spotlight, that it, kind of level. Like, oh. It shows that in this... It shows... 2017 and then backwards to the 70s when this was all based around a lot of people in the world have not changed and moved on as human yeah. beings and it's and it's horrible to see that even in this day and age we're still doing the dumb shit and dumb ideologies that we had yeah, back yeah. then and you're like what the fuck? Just yeah. don't shit together for five fucking seconds. Yeah. The films that are going to make a big enough impact to change things? Probably would. No, I don't. I don't well, racism has existed from from man began. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love a bit of Adam Driver. Um, who's the who's the gentleman that plays the Ron Stallworth character? It's uh, George David David Jordan Washington. James Elson. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's Oh, really? All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's very good at it. Has he been in a lot? No, he didn't bother. Um, um, and also every week he gets in there somehow, doesn't he? Yeah, Rocky, doesn't he? Rocky does. And he was a football player before that, so this is something to start out with. He's um, very good, isn't he? He's got, he doesn't look like his dad that much, but every now and again he'll sound like his dad. Okay. He's got a with that. He does something with his voice, and he's going to go, that's your dead Yeah, self. but you don't necessarily look like your relatives, but you definitely pick up their mannerisms yeah, and things yeah. like that, or the way that they're. 
there are some really yeah. lovely parents that you can see that when you watch like, the Kurt Russell's son, like Dennis Kurt Russell, you see that some of the people come on and you see him do something on screen, you go, that is what Denzel would have done when yeah. he was that age on screen. And you go, no, he's picking yeah. up his dad. Mm. Yeah. So, how many times do you give that one? Easy, eight. Eight. Eight and a half, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. What did you give it then? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Like, can I just quickly jump in and say the last movie I seen last week was Action Point? What do you think of Action Point, sorry? I'm just gonna run in and say this. I like most of it. Oh, you fucking great. But the bits I have now started finding I don't like is when Johnny Knoxville is really really hot themselves. I don't mind the small slapsticky yeah, yeah. or falling off something that's not very high. But see when he falls off that uh, right hand, he's generally hot and like you're like there's no need for you to do that. Uh, Johnny Knoxville has gotten weird looking. Uh, he's he's not high. he's not he's, aged well, he's he looks like he's, he's bug eyed and like he's had a tough entertainment life. Uh, no, but that's not. I just mean his face. Like yeah. it's like some people like do not age well. And uh, sorry, Johnny Knoxville, but I'm gonna give it a six. I gave it a four. I thought it was horrendous. What I did do was because we came out and I was like, like yeah. me and Stacey were driving. And I put on the dollar pepper, so I just pulled it around that. You jumped, jumped over a lake or something. Your car, like, oh my god. Uh, so. I've seen Notes the Scandal, but I've actually read the book. The, the, the book, the film does vary quite a bit from the book. Notes and a Scandal. Um, the plot of this film is called a judge played by Emma Thompson, who is trying to hold court over a, a child. She's like a children's panel judge, but she's not a high court judge. She's a high court judge. This is a high court, yeah. Right. And it's where the a, a child's got leukemia and he's going to die if he doesn't get um, blood transfusion. But the kid is a Jehovah's Witness, so he doesn't want to get a blood transfusion against the, against the religion. Um, but she's basically investigating the divorce to bring a case because they say he needs us to live and she might work out the reason from him not wanting the treatment is it because of him not wanting it or because the parents are sort of like indoctrinating that and yes but blood is a gift from God and to, to take someone else's is again God. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. You are they the ones that really funny underwear? That's Mormons. Oh my god you know about that? I tried to told Colin about it and he didn't believe me. I've got a lot of time in my hands. You're an actual parent with responsibilities. I just google things all day. Have you watched Tabloids? It's a documentary. Is. Also in the film is um, Stanley Tucci, who plays her husband. Um, essentially, he wants a divorce because she's so career-driven and she's basically ignored him for the past like five years. And it's, um, to, and the same thing she's doing in this case, she's trying to reconcile a marriage as well. Um, the young boy, played by Fiona, Fiona, sorry, not Fiona, 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 Fiona Whitehead from Dunkirk, um, and Ben Chaplin plays the dad of... Oh, I've seen Ben Chaplin. He I mean, went to America and then... Yeah, he done um, third... The Thin Red Line, I remember, back in the day, and I've never seen the episode. But it was in, I remember from Game On, oh, you that would, sitcom, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it was, it, he did it, and then I can't remember that, I can't remember that actor's name. He went to America, and this other actor took over, and it wasn't the same it's after not that. Um, 
was terrible. He was a kid. Yes. He was really. I didn't like performance, no. Yeah. Um, and also Keegan Michael Key. Who was actually really funny as yeah. well. Very uh, funny. He's the one of Key, Key and Peel who does not have an Oscar. I, I know him from um, the, the Plants Funniest Pets. Yes. That's what I know him from. And I've always thought he's dead cheesy, but in this, it's like, fuck, it's funny. And I've seen him as something. Can I remember what it was, but it's funny that Neil Lorenzo was something as well, and I thought it was funny that as well. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny that as well. Why him? Well, that was Cedric then, I'll tell you. No. Oh, sorry, Harry. Earlier on today, I was describing a movie to someone, and I described it as a 45 degree angle movie, where it starts really, really good, and then it goes downhill really quickly. I'm not disagree with that. Yeah. First two films are solid. First third's really good. The second third's a different movie. It's funny. Yeah. Because um, it just kind of changes pace and tone. It becomes a comedy almost. Well, the second, I would say, the first third is a predator film. Yeah. A, a modern predator film. Yeah. yeah. The second third is a Chain Black movie. It's a it's like it's, it's like a weapon, you know, yeah, on a bus. Yeah. yeah, on a bus. That kind of thing. And then the third act is just sort of it's studio. And it's a shame because if they'd have nailed that first third act, they'd have had well, but it just it takes you so much out of the first two parts that the third act destroys any sameness for a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I must say, like I love the dialogue, but the dialogue is good, it's very good. Yeah. Like some of the Yo Mama jokes. Really some of it I couldn't understand. The story about the two the two soldiers, Michael Keane Keyes and Thomas Jane, how they were friends, I didn't I quite took it for me until they were together together. I thought that, but then I didn't know because I couldn't hear it. But this is what they say, do you not think this film, this film had a lot proud of it? Does he? Yeah, oh yeah. You can sense a big head of a scalpel across it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that jump from seat to seat and you go like, there's no, there's no tissue there or muscle there, there's a sort of bindy things together. Yeah, it's like an excited kid in a toy shop, I want uh-huh. that one, I want that, and it just yeah. goes from thing to thing, it flits about. There's points when whole characters just disappear for like off screen and you go, why are they not there at this yeah, point? They just come back up and go, what were you doing during that yeah. time? And they'll come back to something that's important, you go, Right, if you're doing that, you need to let the audience know that you're doing something yeah. at that point in time, so we don't just know where the hell are you. And because it depends to get to the third act, it seems so heavily edited that major characters disappear and there's almost no knowledge of what happened. Yeah, totally. Just to go and you're like, what, 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 is this is this a reboot of, the, of a franchise no. or is this a one it's, it's, and we'll see how it goes? It's a sequel to the second Predator movie, Predator yeah. 2, it's a sequel to sequel that. It's a, kind of, it's a reboot, sequel, they're definitely harnessing it to try and get a wood of this one again. Yeah. Ending, yeah. So they might actually. They might do. And interestingly, um, Jake Busey was in it, Gary Busey's son, who in the movie played character Gary Busey's played in Predator 2 son as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was nice. Yeah. Oh, he, he looks like his dad as well. I thought it first was a guy from um, Silicon Valley. He looks like his dad. He's playing the same character's son as well. That's quite good. That's nice. And there was a few throwback references to the original movies that were nice. They made you smile. There's moments in it when you go, that's what I want from the Predator from then it takes just yeah. that, yeah. that, you just, yeah. but then you just feel you know, stop. Just don't fucking stop. enough. You've ruined that right from the start. The predator that we all would love in a practical effect. Yes. The guy in the suit. Yes. It's animatronic. Which is still done. We did. It's awesome. Fucking amazing. But not the big predator. 
It's, yes. it's CGI. I didn't like the is it because we were of Predator Nation? No, I'm not a huge fan. I like, I enjoy Predator. I like Predator. I'm not yeah. a massive fan of the same. You have a man who yeah. loves these films. It's Shane Black. Yeah. Shane Black made me want to watch it. And yeah. it's not, it's not even the, it's not, it's a, it's a good Shane Black film. But we look at like Iron Man 3, which is the first part of the Iron Man franchise and is the best Iron Man film. Yeah. And Shane Black is, that's what uh, Shane Black can do. Does Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, phenomenal. Does the nice guy who a couple years ago? Yeah, amazing, phenomenal. Yeah. The guy can do dialogue and action. He can do that body cop. And you suit. see moments of Shane Black Jr. Yeah. sitting there, the dialogue stuff like that. Some of that you do see in there, but again, that 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 kills it. Yeah. Kills it. Yeah. Kills an otherwise good movie. Yeah. 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 Just crazy. Rich. I don't know why. For some reason in Germany they've ditched the. Ah, uh, rich, right. Get it. <laughs> Get it. Yep. Uh, I know, but is it called Crazy Asians in English in Germany? Or is it the German translation of. What? Which what I'm if? sure that the Germans can translate the word rich. Yeah, whatever's well, happened, like they've ditched the rich that. part out of the promotional posters like in Germany. Uh, yeah. You've also got King of Thieves out as well. Interesting. Michael Caine? Michael Caine, yeah. Hatton Gardner, Robbery. Yeah, this is a true story. Paul Whitehouse as well. Louis Ferry, Jim. Kind of Thieves, that's the old man one. Old man, old man. Old man, old shit. Also, next week, we've got Superfly, which is a sort of remake of a black exploitation superhero movie that looks sounds better than actually. They get really bad reviews, so it's not getting much of a really fun show in a week, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and still, I was going to try and see at some point this week. It's the nun. I saw that get one star. I think it was a Guardian. Yeah, it had one star. Bad thing. I think it's actually four, four stars, three stars. So it seems to be like sort of really yeah. one to the other. Was it the Sun? It's no, it was Empire. What's that apart from? I don't trust Empire. Franchise Conjuring. Yeah. Has it got what? Patrick Wilson in it? No. What I've heard is, if you like. The Conjuring, you're gonna love this. That's pretty much what I, I felt. Lo- I didn't love The Conjuring. It's directed by a guy called Colin Hardy, who directed a film called The Hallows two years ago. Oh. So that's makes me more intrigued to see it. It's a good, interesting director. Colin, tell me if you can find us. Barry, of course, I'll do it. You can find us at all the usual haunts on social media at Three Beers and a Movie. And if you want to email Colin, it's Three Beers and a Movie at gmail.com. I don't have the email anymore, but thanks. Colin doesn't have the email, scrap <laughs> that. You don't have the email anymore? I want my email. I just blocked me from all the email. Yeah. <laughs> Richard blocked him out because he was signing up to naughty things. For this week, I've been Richard. You've been. Maureen. Colin. Barry. <laughs> you've been listening to. Three beers and a movie.